pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, greetings and welcome back to the world's one and only Kinetic Belief podcast broadcast. For manifesting your abundant <laughs> life, so glad to have you back with us today. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us also on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss a single episode. Also, the number to call to be on the podcast where you have this open invitation 24-7. Call the number 720-626-8649 and you're in. And an addendum to that. Yes, ma'am. If you're outside of the U.S. or if you cannot call that number, you can just leave an audio message on Instagram or Facebook. Just DM it. That's clever. Direct message us. Why didn't I think of that? Well, see, we've got your back, Steve. Thank you. We've got a whole team here. Hey, we've got an event coming up tomorrow. I know. In Orlando. I am so excited. It's sold out. I can't wait to see everybody (laughs) and the the energy. I feel like we're all just going to explode. (laughs) We're all just going to get there and burst into confetti. I'm really excited about seeing everyone. I am, too. I am. It's going to be very special. And and the appetite is... is, ravenous <laughs> to be around these people. I thought well, you were talking about well, the brunch. <laughs> well, that, that as well, but okay. there's a different kind of appetite. I right. just want to be around people, but we're yes. going to be talking about the mastering imagination, uh, mm. desire mastery, gratitude mastery, conversation mastery, the mastery of our mm. actions and expectations. It will be a magic carpet ride. I come out of those so enriched and, and after, you know, not being able to be around people for so long, this is extra special, more than ever. Well, Higher, better, bigger, better, stronger. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, all you local KBs, I, I know you're out there listening right now. And yes, we're excited about seeing you tomorrow. Yeah. We also, you know, we've got one more event coming up in Orlando on the 26th. And then we, you and me... Mm-hmm. Madam, we're headed to the high <laughs> alpine lakes of Colorado out in the Rockies. I am so excited about this hiking tour that we have figured out, discovered. What is really cool is we're <laughs> going to do some of our podcast uh, events. Well, live event, live yes. streaming events, we'll call it that, yeah. from some of the alpine lakes in yeah. the Colorado wilderness Rockies. live streaming. We're taking. We're going to be <laughs> backpacking so cool. in our equipment for for broadcast podcasts and streaming live from some of these locations in the Rocky Mountains. How about I that? can't even imagine how good that's going to feel out in the Colorado sunshine with the cold, cold mountain air and oh, vistas all around us. Talking about the law of attraction, kinetic belief, manifestation. Well, I've got to say that yes. we've been sort of paying the early price for it. We've been doing some strength training, working True. out, getting yes. ready. The high altitude presents challenges of its own. And in which, by the way, if you've not ever tried it before, chlorophyll is an amazing is. Uh, substance to take to help with uh-huh. exercising, but also overcoming uh, the effects of high altitude there are also like very specific kinds of liquid chlorophyll that you're supposed to take that are extra good it's, it's hard to find it is what i'm saying it's hard to find the really good stuff so, so yeah. we know where to get it up carrying there. equipment the backpacks and yeah. the drone and all the stuff yes yeah, can't wait yeah 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 i know i'm so excited friday <laughs> it's here you said it 
<laughs> I beat you to it. You sure did. I love it. I love so, that. So let's see, the 26th, and then I guess we leave Orlando on the 1st of July. Correct. Right? Yeah. And then we're headed out. Absolutely. And how long do you think we'll be out there before we can take our first trip? Hike, mm. Hiking, probably just a couple we'll weeks. We'll probably right? be there for 24 hours and then freak out and go, We're so excited. And then we'll be exhausted by the time we get to the top. Some, you know, I was just us. looking at the itinerary this morning. One of those hikes is 14 and a half miles. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, it does, there's not a four wheel drive option. No, we might have to take a tent or just take it off our list. <laughs> Where's your adventure, Steve? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll talk about that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. Well, today, Steve, we have a call from Meggie, and she is in Dores, Albania. Hi, this is Meggie from Dores, Albania. How can I know what really matters in life? There are so many things waiting for my attention. And I don't want to waste time on things that aren't important. How can I know what really will serve me the most in life? Wow. Thanks for the call, Maggie. Uh, How can you know what will serve you the most in life? I love how she worded all of that. So sweet. How can I know what will serve me the most in life? Great question. I think that I think by your question, Maggie, you're asking how how can I know what's good for me so that I don't waste time on what's not good for me. Mm-hmm. Make certain that not not to confuse things that require your attention uh, with things that aren't important to you. In other words, things that aren't or that are not important to you are things that you're not giving any attention to. Uh, Albert Einstein said that the most beautiful experience that we can have in this life is the mysterious. Now, think about the word mysterious for just a moment. Mysterious, which means that there's an interesting quality to something. Well, what is it that makes something interesting? It's your curiosity about it, isn't it? You're just curious about the thing. How to know if something is good for you, first of all, uh, Maggie, nothing in of itself is either good or bad. It's a thing. It's, it's something that, a form that has been given uh, a label mm. that you're identifying with, that you've labeled it as good or bad. It's what you believe about the thing that defines it as good or defines it as bad for you. Anything is good if you interact with it while identifying with your sense of curiosity Identifying with your sense of, as Einstein said, mystery, while having fun with your intellect. Your enlightened, heightened sense of awareness, which transcends the conscious awareness of ego, transforms any situation, Maggie, from the unimportant uh, to something that is important to you. So look, if and I don't know, I don't know about you. Again, thanks for the call. But if you're not new to these podcasts, this is what is meant by everything always working out for you. This is what's meant by everything being good. There's good in all things. All things become important because you see the mystery in it. You're entertained by your intellect with the thing that is before you, whatever it is. There is good in all things to the one who is grateful in all things, not for all things, but grateful in all things. And there are two fundamental sources 
for observation, which is the scientific term for belief. One source for observation that identifies it with labels. It, it believes the story that you're, you're telling yourself about the thing. And so your ideas about this thing is then going to be rooted in a narrative that's good or bad, a story that you're telling yourself. And it reasons and it has arguments. And this is the, the human's natural way of life, natural way of navigating. So, Maggie, that's why you find yourself, you get up in the, in the, uh, in the morning and you're going, I just don't want to do this thing. I feel like this is a waste of my time. I need to do this thing because this is good for me. This is something I'm investing in and, and I can see myself advancing through life by doing this important thing versus this unimportant thing. I love this idea of, of what story are we telling ourselves? Because you're, you've said many times before that we always have this running inner dialogue. It is always running. It, that chatter never, ever, ever stops. So, but seeing it, you know, reframing it, it as a story. What story are we telling ourselves about our day-to-day tasks, what we need to do, what we want to do? That's, it's, wow, very cool. Well, how do we reframe it? How, how, is, how is it that we're just able to, you know, it, it sounds good to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to reframe this. I'm going to come up with a new narrative. <laughs> I'm going to reframe this. I'm going to rewrite this, this book real quick. Y'all hold on. <laughs> Hold the bus. I'll be right there. <laughs> I don't need to go anywhere. You're yet. missing that bus, <laughs> you know. But and, and yeah. I'm not saying it's it's much uh, more complicated or easier than that. But this is this is the great question, isn't it? Yeah. Because there are, and we, this is again depending on where you are in, in your uh, combing through our our KB library here. Uh, the other source for observation, the duplicity of our nature. The other source, the other belief for observation is coming from your essence of being. The original you that came into the natural before you were ever reformed by the, the, the constructs of mental thinking and reasonings and negative source information and all those things. Mm. It just simply observes rather than reacts. For example, if there is an action that you're going to take, your essence of being belief, the observation, it is a deliberate, imaginative, creative action that you're going to take. And this is the KB supernatural way of life. The the nature of joy, for example, the source for joy, which is fundamental to what I think your question is. You, you enjoy some things and you find redundant, repetitive, and boring other things and a waste of your time. The eternal type of joy flows to and through the person who's looking forward to experiencing the abundant life, Mm. forward to experiencing your best self, your higher self, the self that has transcended the natural self. That is where good health and wealth and joy and happiness and love and all of those attributes reside. And there's the light bulb moment because she began the question by saying, look, there are so many things that are vying for my attention. You know, so many things saying, I'm a priority. I'm a priority. No, look over here. You need to accomplish this. You know, you need to fill out me. I'm this form I'm that form um but I what you're telling us it's just so beautiful and resonates so deeply with the kinetic belief you know values this idea that look everything that we're accomplishing everything that we're doing it's coming from within and those outside and and I, I think I'm understanding this correctly are you are you telling us that 
the tasks that need to be accomplished will organically be inspired from everything that we're conjuring up in our imagination, that we're envisioning, that we're pursuing. Well, go back to where you started that with saying, you know, look over here, look over there, pay attention, pay attention to me, pay attention to that. Mm. Calling for the attention. Why? Because there's reasonings that you're still wrestling with. Hey, over here's the alarm. Wait a minute. Put your hands to me if you want to really succeed. Mm. Wait, do this thing and then you will be. Wow. Time out. Stop the madness. That's that is insanity. It's confusion. <laughs> and it's that is that, insanity. That is yes. exhaustion, right? Yeah. Because looking forward with gratitude transcends the negative with positive optimism. Mm. So it's in what you used to call the mundane that you're looking beyond it with gratitude, looking forward into into what is that you've imagined to be through the process or the journey. Of, of what is in, in the presence of now. We were talking yesterday about you know, awareness, for example. And this one sense of awareness is, and, and we look at it like, say, for example, you're in the backseat of your parents' car and you're going on a vacation and you've got an eight-hour drive ahead of you. Yeah. Well, what are you doing for eight hours? Well, most people, I mean, you start off maybe by just looking out the window. <laughs> Well, are you interacting with what you see go by other than just through a sense of awareness? Right. You see it go by. Mm. Some, a tree goes by. Just because well, you're counting the cows there's, there's <laughs> doesn't a, mean you're interacting with them. There's 14 cows. No, okay, 14 cows. But you're not interacting. Ob- observation. You don't feel, a, you're not identifying with the cows in a sense that you need to go milk them. Right. You need to, there's a fence that needs to be repaired or the cow's going to get out. No, it's just a sense of awareness. Yeah. Not even identifying with it. In fact, the ego st- stops because of the sense of the higher being of awareness, labeling it. You're not even thinking cow, tree, house, car, dog, barrel that's fallen over. What, those things as they go by, they just are. Looking forward with gratitude, you go through the experiences of awareness without identifying with them as that this is a problem. This is not a problem. This is great. This is bad. Creating a story, an inner dialogue narrative of a story that is either good or bad. It just is. Mm. So it's through this proper perspective where the higher being has transcended the egoist thought forms. That expectant hope sustains our happiness within the substance of optimism. Optimism is a substance on the quantum level. It has a substance in, that is attracting like kind, attracting what you're optimistic for, being grateful in all things. And it is a state of being rather than the mental state of just dreading. Hmm. Dreading that comes from having labeled something as, I don't want to do this. Right. I'm fearful of this thing. I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't want to put my, this is a waste of my time, which is another way of saying I'm fearful of this not progressing me and rewarding me with a, a better life. Well, and this is really presenting itself as a source issue, because let's say, for example, that I'm starting a new business and I have a huge registration form I need to fill out. I know it's going to take me at least an entire day, maybe two, and I'm avoiding it. I don't have time. I can't believe I even have to do this. But then, and as, I, as I think about that, if 
that task is, is emanating from the source of a vision within me and a desire within me to even have a business instead of existing, like you're saying, as this cow passing. <laughs> you know, it's an outside of myself entity that's vying for my attention. I just think it's interesting that you can have the same task. You can have the same thing that you need to accomplish, but where is it coming from? Where's the, the request that it needs to be accomplished. Where is it even coming from? Is it emanating from within me as part of my vision that I want to fulfill that I'm excited about and that I'm manifesting? Or is it just this horrible task that exists outside of myself? I don't, I hope I explained that right. It's a, it's a, but I think it's interesting that we do have sources because you're talking about identifying. Well, one thing that happens, and this is a, this is a larger topic than I think that, you know, we, we can touch on it and I can point people in the right direction. But what you're describing there is, for example, the action of setting up a new business, the action in some of the, the, the constructs of setting up a new business yeah. outside of the, outside of the modalities of kinetic belief, action in of itself alone then becomes a mental construct where we're identifying with thought forms, with just the thinking, with rational uh, thinking, winning and losing, a mundane task. In its proper place with the five modalities of kinetic belief, action now has its proper place and it is uh, identified with imagination. Mm -hmm. The action has aligned itself with desire. The action is part of your gratitude. The action is part of the things that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then there is the intelligent enjoyment that comes with the action. If it's putting your pencil to a piece of paper, just marveling at the effects that the pencil's having on the paper while you are aligned with the imagination <laughs> for the business that you're creating, and there's enjoyment in all of it. Mm -hmm. So it's in alignment with those modalities of kinetic belief that the kinetic belief believer, the KB, is experiencing their best life wow. by having transcended the, the uh, identifying with winning and losing, and I do want to do this, I don't want to do that, mm. out of alignment with the, the modalities of KB. Now, that's incredibly powerful, that uh, attaching the modalities of kinetic belief to any task, to any task, because we know how it feels. I mean, everybody knows. <laughs> we all know those tasks that, you know... Um, it takes 15 minutes, but it took 15 years to get around to it, and we learn nothing. Well, like you just... You <laughs> we just, learn nothing from you that. You just put your hands on your hips when you said that, and I can just see you going, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to be the one to do this? Well, and how many times have we procrastinated for so long, and then we finally do it, and it just takes a few moments? And does mm. that change the next time we procrastinate? No, right. absolutely not. We just do it all over again the next time we don't want to do something. Great point. Procrastination just shows that you know we don't have the modalities in place. Wow. wow. Because you know there's fear in the doing. Mm -hmm. Why is there fear in the doing? Because you don't have the imagination and the desire for it. You don't have the gratitude for it. Not not just for that, but in that work, that action that you're doing. The substance of all these things, which all things have substance in the quantum universe, right. it, it's harmonious. There's a harmony with the nature of optimism. And when we are out of alignment, when we are have removed ourselves from that harmonious nature of optimism, then there's dread, there's procrastination, mm -hmm. there's putting it off until another time. Because it's not, we're not work. It's not part of our kinetic belief journal. It's not part of the, the essence of the highest <laughs> yeah. being and our purpose, our genius of purpose. Wow! It's not what you desire, and it's it's how we desire that 
is attracted to form that is here to serve our higher sense of purpose. Look, kinetic believers choose unwaveringly to attract their experiences in alignment with their genius of purpose. So if it's a task of putting your pencil to a piece of paper, whatever it is, it's because you've found purpose in that, where you are now, trying to figure out what you should or should not do. Maggie, we haven't forgotten you. <laughs> trying to figure out what you should or should not do, um, that actually is out of place with your imagination and desire and gratitude and words and then the action of what you should or should not do. If you start with all you're doing, should I do this or not? That's the wrong question. And it's out of place. The substance of anxiety, which is what you're having, dread. Not wanting to do this simple or complicated thing. That's confusing and it distracts rather than attracts. In other words, the noise of forms with labels that you're going to do some kind of an action with. That doesn't have the, that you're not identifying your genius of purpose with. That's already defining your expectations of an outcome being either neutral, not of any purpose, a waste of time, all that you're, you're operating from, mm. the, the egoist sense of being, identifying with things. And when, when you operate in this way, the only accomplishment that you're going to receive at the end of the day is just one of relief. The thing you put off and put off and put off, now that you've done it, you're just relieved. Mm. Well, why are you celebrating? Because I, I got that behind me. Relief that you just push through what you had been dreading all along rather than saying, I am so grateful in this project. I am so grateful for this opportunity to observe it, to experience it, and to accomplish it. And that it's part of the bigger plan, part of where I'm already going on this journey rather than dreading it. You know, there is an abundance where there is no fear. So if there's fear involved, there's no abundance in the activity that you're, you're dreading. There is an abundance where there is no doubt, where there is no timidity. There, there is more than enough in the presence of created, uh, creativity and fearless thoughts. An abundance is always there. In other words, that you're, 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 it's like a plant in a greenhouse that always has the perfect conditions for growing. Hmm. Just enough sunlight, just the temperature is perfect. There's always just enough moisture where it's abundantly prospering at all times. Why? Because the environment is perfected. Someone has paid attention to the environment for that plant to set it up to thrive 24-7, sleeps when it needs to sleep, and it, it grows as it needs to when it's supposed to. There's no dwarfing in the growth. The, the roots are not prematurely trimmed away. Mm. Creative genius of purpose exists within every single person that's ever lived. And Maggie... And just look within to find your genius of purpose and become what you imagine to see by finding a purpose in the, the go to the website and look at the five modalities of kinetic belief and work on those. Make sure you're aligning your life with those modalities. And you're going to find part of the bigger plan for you is to cast down imaginations. And if you find yourself procrastinating or dreading or thinking that something is important versus not being important, then you know it's that that will that perspective will alter your identity from your original purpose and who you really are but it's by journaling 
what you imagine to be, what you desire to see, from the optics of your inner self that begins to manifest your best life. I think it's really interesting that in her question, she also said, how do I know what will serve me? And I think that's a really wonderful way to say that because when you do first start living the kinetic belief life, there are so many tasks relationships, activities that you don't, you're not even aware that they're not serving you, that they're not supporting your genius of purpose, who you really are. And so I'm, I'm finding myself wondering as you continue in this journey of kinetic belief, do those, do those things just fall away naturally because you're, you're focusing on self and, and being, you know, living as a KB or are these, do we have to pause and take stock of these things? Well, again, to empower things as to uh, for the, with the ability to serve or not serve is to um, give away your authority and give away the power of your dominion. Mm. All that comes from within. So there is no thing that is good and no thing that is bad. You, we define all things according to our higher sense of being. No thing is good. No thing is bad. And so... It, all things become subjective to the kinetic believer. And we can't be put into an environment now all of a sudden where we begin to decay because of the environment. That is to say that we are being lorded over by circumstances and situations victimized because if the circumstances aren't perfect, then I can't be perfect. If the circumstances are perfect, then I'm doing great. Wow. No. We are the final authority for the environment that we're in. And if we don't like what we see, we change ourself. Yes. And then by emanating the, the highest version of self from the inside out, changes circumstances. I love when I have a question and you're like, well, let's fix the question first. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can so, give you the right answer. Your questions are always spot on. <laughs> but no, but that's, that's, but that's it, right? Even just asking the question of, of you know, understanding what something will do for me is... is it's the first step. I just, oh, that got me. <laughs> but that, but you know, that goes back to organizing. <laughs> if I can just get everything just right, then I'm going to be amazing. Yeah. And that's not the case. That's not it. And I love how you said everything. That's a great line, a great quote for us to hang on to. Everything is subjective to the kinetic believer. We call it. We say it. We define it. We're not under anything. We're not under any labels. We are. We're above everything, not beneath. That's what. That is what's meant by unconditional. That's mm. a big word, and yeah. especially when you put it in front of the smaller word love. Mm. There's nothing greater in the universe. Uncon- what is meant by the power of unconditional love anyway? It covers all things. Well, what thing is left out of all things? Isn't that it? That's part of the journey. We have to think through it and be like, oh, it includes that too. It includes that too. Yes, and that. There are, and no, that. There are no exceptions. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> all things. All. Covers all things. So with, within the lens of unconditional love, no thing is good. No thing is bad. All things. Now think about it this way. All things now become unconditional to you. Mm. Unconditional to your belief, unconditional to your authority, unconditional to the super when it's matched with your natural, because it's the flow of for, of perfected health, the flow of wealth and happiness and joy and peace that is attracted from the center of unconditional expectations, unconditional love. And this really requires, I'm sensing it, it really requires such an open mindedness, an open heart. An open and just an openness to understanding and to shifting and changing perspective because you know 
so many times, many of us, we've been uh, taught to to put everything in a box, to label everything, to file everything away in its own perfect little category. And I need to, you know, mathematically make sure everything (laughs) perfectly fits in my life and that I have a handle on it. And that is so opposite to this way of living and thinking and believing. Our 50% is self. The, the 50% that belongs to the universe is everything else. All other things are rearranged to align with your self-expectations. Mm. So the meddling of the ego is to say, I need to go in there and do some pruning over there. Well, I got to go down there and, ch- and change Joe. I need to change Wilma. I need to change the way Sally's been thinking. I need to correct uh, Robert's way of talking. Mm. I'm going to fill in a blank yeah, and keep arranging people, circumstances, things, so that then I will be happy. Then I'll be successful. Then I will be at peace. You know, that reminds me of when we lived out in Colorado in this it was a beautiful home out out there, but it it was enormous. Can I just say that it was ridiculously big, and we we were utilizing it to you know do orchestra rehearsals out in in the mountains of Colorado. So it was so fun. But I just remember that as soon as I had a um, wonderful friend and lady out there that would help me clean this place. But I literally remember we would finish and need to start over, <laughs> you know, immediately. Like, okay, <laughs> the dust let's settles go. on the other side. Exactly, but that's that's what this makes me think of the way you're describing the ego. You know, it will never work. Just the moment you get everything just right and you think you've micromanaged your way to happiness, it's all just going to, you know, this begins to fall apart, and then that begins to fall apart, and it's a ruse. Well, it's a philosophy of, of managing competition. Yeah. And uh, when, when you emerge from that philosophy of competition, meaning that, you know, some things are good and they should and to be desired. Other things are bad, and I need to fix that. Mm. I'm going to have to change that, and because otherwise I will need to avoid that. Uh, the KB is at the end of their egoist self mm. and at the beginning of the one who is life, where they are unbecoming all of their life negative influences and transcending to the original intention for all things being good and as they should be where they are, mm. not because we are identifying with it, but because they just are. Think about it. If something is is considered to be uh, bad. There's mm-hmm. a, a bad story that goes with it. Don't identify with it. Right. Allow it to be what it is. It's it's still evolving. It's not finished, and and all things are not equally evolved. Mm. They re- just are. And this is really going to help. I feel like more than anything, it, when we're dealing with our past and when we're dealing with past relationships, that you know, even who we were before we came became kinetic believers, because that allows us to. Look at look at that sense of self even so many years ago or even recently and just and just call it what it is part of our journey part of our evolution and that it's okay. And that's the way to so called deal with the past because to to deal with it is saying I need to go back and change it. Yeah. I need to go and have a conversation with Ricky and all those others that did me wrong so that I can deal with my past. Yeah. The way we deal with it is first of all the past doesn't exist. Mm. That was some soil that was fertile that you pushed up and grew out from and away from, and it no longer exists. Wow, that's beautiful. There's no such thing as the past. There's no such thing as the future. There's only now. So here's a question. If yeah. the past is, as you just described, 
do we need to go through, you hear many times that people have to sort of forgive themselves for many things that they did in their past. Is that something that we're avoiding altogether when we reframe the past in the way you just described? Avoiding uh, avoiding things that we should be forgiven, that we want to be forgiven for? I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm, no, it's fine. So I was thinking while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> so while you were talking, I was thinking. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Will you forgive me for that? <laughs> of course. Okay. <laughs> it is what it... No, wait. I'm confused. <laughs> I don't need to forgive you because it's not labeled. I don't know. Okay. So, no, I'm thinking many times the part of, of moving beyond our past is forgiving ourselves or others for things we did, things they did, things that occurred. However, when you reframe your past in this way of getting rid of the labels, you just described it as fertile soil that we're moving through and coming out of, it makes me think, are those are those mental workings that we don't even need to go through? Do we even need to pause and, and say, I forgive myself or yeah. I forgive them? I mean, because that almost now feels like more labels instead of seeing it for what it really is. You just answered your question. That's exactly right. Because when we are in this, when we are still carrying around stories, narratives that need to be fixed, then we're trying, we're dealing with the ego, with the ego, the ego of the past, with the ego of the present, the the point of transcending through with enlightenment over the ego with the original source of being is that you leave that behind. It doesn't exist. Mm. As long as you're f- trying to fix the ego with the ego, then you're still afflicted with thoughts of condemnation and guilt and fear and doubt. Wow. It's a band-aid. Right. That can easily be pulled off and say, now, wait a minute. You may think that you dealt with that, but don't you ever forget what you did to me. Because you're still in the ego and the the storytelling of the past, the fables of the past. Mm -hmm. There's no forgiveness that's required for the higher source of being, the life essence that is you. That was the ego that committed the fraud, the ego that did the thing that it just didn't want to do. And so when we transcend that again, there's a transformation that already is. You're unbecoming all those things that were. And the the thing that has always been... Mm -hmm. The, why do I just get so tired of doing these things I just don't want to do? <laughs> that was one, one nature speaking to the other nature. Well, the original one, why do I get mm. so tired of doing the things I don't want to do? The I that's doing the things you don't want to do is the ego doing the things that the higher being doesn't want to do. So we're talking about transcending the higher being that needs no pardon. Mm. And so you are that you are. Well, and, and I have to say that sort of unexpectedly, the path that this podcast is taking today is so interesting because it's giving me such a deeper understanding and sense of the higher self, of the aura, of the sense of self that we carry with us for mm. all of eternity. And it's making me think that I, I still have a lot to, to uncover <laughs> and understand <laughs> about, you know, not just the higher self, but how it you know, if we detach stories, if we detach stories from ourselves, well, the first thought is, well, what's left? <laughs> Everything, right? <laughs> what is left is the abundance of life and health and prosperity because the things that the ego tries to achieve or to attract or to get into its, into its possession mm. already exists. But because it's believed that it's not there, then it feels like it has to go out and work to receive it and to make it happen. 
But, for example, the creative creator, the KB, doesn't simply just check things off of a, a have-to-do list as, they, as it goes through the day, okay. like Maggie's talking about. Right. The KB's finding enjoyment in the list, not for any particular reason, mm. like you mentioned working on some paperwork or something, yeah. but because of the unconditional modalities of their kinetic belief, where no thing is good or bad, and you determine your beliefs for the purpose of your genius of creativity and the enterprise of that. And so what is the way of wisdom for opening the business that you're talking about? What would the way of wisdom be? What is the way of your genius of purpose for changing a tire? What is the way of enlightenment for cleaning the kitchen? What's the way of wisdom for raising five-year-old adults, not children? What is the way of pumping gas into my car from enjoying observation? What is the way of making a phone call from my higher sense of enjoyment? Wow. See, the question, how can I know what's important and what's not important, is always answered with another question. How are you adding to the delight of your awareness through every interaction? Because it's awareness. Awareness is not defined by great things versus small things or things that are not great. Awareness, it just is. Kinetic belief is an unwavering expectation according to creative awareness, creative purpose. And we don't consider a downside. We don't consider the market trends or poverty or disaster. Our minds remain focused on purpose. Abundance is not attracted to labels. Abundance is not attracted to uh, identifying with things being good or bad, worth my while or not worth my while. Abundance Abundance is attracted to the original plan for observing all things in gratitude. All things are good and to be observed as being good. This is the way of the expanding universe. A moment ago, you touched on really seeing things through, through really a lens of kinetic belief. And you even said a lens of, of gratitude. And when I think about awareness, it does make me wonder, can you attach any lens to that good or, you know, positive or negative source energy? So as we, as we focus on awareness, become more aware, is it also important to attach the lens of gratitude, that lens of abundance and to our awareness? Yes. Yes. Because if it's not, if, if you find yourself not being grateful or happy or you're worried and you're anxious about a thing, that is a red flag that says, check your sense of awareness because we've the ego adds a story, a negative story, an outcome, something that it promotes fear. And it lets you know that you've moved away from your higher being and over into the, the, the universe of labels. Which is a low vibration, like you talked about yesterday. Low vibration, because you are re-identifying all that is good with something that's not. Wow. There is a substance which permeates all of the universe in quantum physics, and it's known as the God particle, which creates form according to your bias or according to what you believe. Kinetic believers enjoy continuous, successful lives by imagining the desires of their purpose and believing in the present tense of the substance for that. How does all of this work in the practical world, which we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Because we get up and you, you do your 21 seconds of preparing yourself to march out into the day. You're, Which was awesome this morning, by the way. I loved it. It was, wasn't it? It was. It was amazing. That, that it's a, it's a, that's the way, it's a great way to begin. Yeah. So you are 
levitating as you come down the hall from your bedroom <laughs> and you put on your hat and you get your cane and you go out the door into the practical world, the physical world. How does all this work there? Mm. First of all, you probably, the, the cane is more of a... It's decorative. It's, it's decorative, it's aesthetic. right? That's right. <laughs> yes. So how does it work? It's for your dance routines. That's it. It's for singing in the rain. Yes. Well, if you want a new car, for example, and you're a kinetic believer, it's not enough to create a thought form of the new car until the car is somehow formed in your garage. However, if you want a new car, imagine and hold the thought form with the most positive gratitude and assuredness of the present tense possession of that car that has already been constructed and it's on the way to you. After creating and journaling the thought form of the car, determined to never again question whether or not that car is coming to you or not, don't worry about it, don't doubt it, don't be fearful of it, don't question it by dwelling on it, by speaking of it in negative terms, don't mention it in any other way except that, you know what, you are excited for its arrival. You are doggone excited. Can't sleep Christmas Eve uh, holiday, eve, vacation, day, excited about it, whatever it is. You cannot wait. You're excited. It's here. You cannot attract a new car by complaining about the old car. Now, you can go and earn a new car to replace the old car that you're complaining about with hard work, sweat of the brow, and you it will come and you can say, hey, look, everybody, what I attracted by working 80 hours a week and, and taking out a loan with a 18% interest or 24% interest. Look Gosh. what the law of attraction did for me. The law of attraction is like, don't bring me into this. <laughs> Leave me out of it. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. Because it comes with the potential of losing it. And you relate with that in terms of winning or losing, earning it or, or not earning it, rather than attracting it from all things being in the presence of the unconditional. And as such, you know what? I am grateful to observe the thing from the perspective of good. In this way, your article of faith your convictions, receive the car as already yours. And that car will be brought to you by the power of kinetic belief responding to your desires. Then continue to review your manifesting journal of expectations and affirm your gratitude for the car as you've imagined it to be. The kinetic energy of your sustained belief is the thing that's going to advance you without failure. It's impossible for you to fail, by the way. You cannot do this, do it correctly, and fail. Impossible. Mm. It's like saying, I'm going to jump up in the air and gravity's going to have no effect over me. Impossible in this universe. That car will keep coming to you that you're attracting. Maggie, you are one with life. In Albania, you are one with the essence of life. You are abundance. You are one with creation. You are one with God. And it is your sense of equality among co-equal creators that attracts abundance to you, which is the search engine to the storehouse of your desires. And in quantum physics, you know, we understand that the universe is advancing toward perfected completion. And all matter within you was put there based upon the ideal perfection of you. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken in part 
in your advancing plan. Mm -hmm. So the choice of agreement to advance creatively, gratefully, to the benefit of all within you belongs to every individual, including you. And it's the successful person that understands this and then kinetically aligns their belief for the benefit of all and makes a determined daily effort beginning with that first 21 seconds in the morning that, you know what, I am not going to be moved off of what I expect to see in my life. All things are made of the same substance. Not one thing is any greater or any lesser than another. In other words, I'm not sure what the, I should know, what the dollar is in Albania. What is it called? It's a... Oh, it's, it's a um, lek. A lek. Well, there's a lot of leks to one dollar. I remember that. Yes. Well, however many leks it takes to be equivalent to a million dollars is, is not a lot of money. It's not, it's only a lot relative to just a little. A million dollars just is. One dollar just is. However, a million dollars takes on a different form when it's identified with as being hard to get. Wow. There are a lot of, there's a million struggles involved in this instead of one struggle. A lot of uncertainties instead of one uncertainty. or a, It's just a lot of money, all those things. But for the person who has transcended identifying with labels, a million dollars is not any different than one dollar. Whatever you can think of or imagine to journal from your greatest expectation is possible, and it attracts the most abundant life that you were meant to live. That is incredibly powerful, that analogy for the dollar, because... How much then? How much more then is it going to do that for ourselves? To, if when we apply it to self, when we get rid of the stories we say about ourselves, do we can just completely get rid of them. The, that's right. It's just it's the formless without the labels mm-hmm. that's empowering to us, it, and it really redefines us as as truly limitless, and our capabilities and and what we are in this universe and what we can become and the journey that we can be on and stripping away those stories and stripping away those labels it seems like you're stripping away your identity at first and then you realize it's only so that you can finally see your true self and the true self is the million dollars the true self is the great health the true self is joy and happiness and all those things the the true self is the brand new car yeah because you're no longer identifying with some other uh, mechanism that's Mm. required for the car to come to you. The universe is responding to your sense of self. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to actually function and and work through the unbecoming that you're always (laughs) teaching us about how to do it and why we should do it. But that unbecoming process, it's getting rid of all of this stuff. The unbecoming is so necessary, isn't it? Yeah. It is a requirement. Why Why is it so necessary? It's because competitive societies promote things like poverty because it's necessary for the ego that identifies with being rich. Wow. No one would be rich in the, the egoist way of doing things if it did not identify people with being poor. Mm. Because the ego is just that. When someone wins, someone else has to lose. Both winners and losers require identifying with the ego for those things to be good or bad. And so Maggie is, is, you know, wrestling with, is this a waste of my time? Is this good for me? Is this bad for me? Is this good for me? Operating from the place of identifying with those things. Winners identify with being the best, having the most, being the smartest and the most popular. 
in that system. And those who identify with things being good or bad will experience good times and they'll experience bad times. In other words, they will fall victim to the bad occasionally and occasionally they fall victim to the good. Random chance. Neither outcome will be from the abundance of their transcendent being, which is always good. With the conditional sense of things being either worth your while or not, also comes the role of the unworthiness dice, which then becomes a factor for believing for wealth or health or love. The broken creative creator has believed society's indoctrination to desire modest surroundings and to imagine just just enough substance to barely get by. Just If I could just pay my bills, then I would be happy. Now, falling unconditionally in love with yourself is the beginning to unleashing the entirety of your imagination, where you begin the supernatural process of advancing your being toward your highest desires. There is no lack in the imagination of abundance. For example, you know what, when people who identify with labels like we're talking about, when they think about having wealth, for example, they begin with thoughts of creating wealth, right? And then they assume that money just flows in one direction and that it is toward them. This is an idea, a thought form constructed from the natural laws of competitive economics. The KB understands that, you know what, money flows from me then to me and through me. Money is, is an energetic that I am putting out there through the power of my expectation and my belief. They don't see themselves as having money only after money comes to them. They are wealth. They are wealthy wherever they go. Whether or not they have one a, a nickel in their pocket, they are abundantly wealthy. And it's by intentionally becoming a kinetic belief journalist that you are shifting your paradigm of thought patterns. And it's that shift that begins when you turn to your within, like we're talking about, and you begin creating the future of your best life in the present tense of now. Maggie, in Albania. I keep perking up. Like, what? Maggie, <laughs> yep. sit up straight. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, I'm here, present. Maggie, over there it. in, in uh, Albania, here's, here's what I would like for you to do today. Center your energy and remind yourself what's important according to your genius of purpose. What moves you? What, what do you see? Who do you see yourself outside of what you've been told by others? And you know, you know the differences. And when, when you get overwhelmed with your daily uh, pursuits. Stop what you're doing and center your energy by imagining the holistic picture of your journey, the bigger picture outside of forms. You're in the backseat of that car and you're just watching, watching the world go by. You're on a journey. See yourself on this journey. Don't create a space for dwelling or living in the regrets of the past. You have to really ask yourself, what is it that you want fearlessly? What do you desire in this life? Now, you may want a spotless home. Maybe you want the, the absolute perfect pet. Megan wants a bearded dragon. <laughs> perfect bearded dragon. If that's what you want, just imagine that. Just make your desire in the present tense by becoming moment-minded. 
and as detailed and excited as you can possibly be, as you can, as you can stir yourself to be, up to become and actually see yourself in this life. Change the things around you if they don't agree with your vision. Imagine them to be changing. And this is the beginning of your kinetic belief journey to receive exactly what it is that you're believing to attract. Your circumstances will change as long as you stay the course of looking within, not without. Don't be distracted by what you want to be changed. Let your attraction come from what you're imagining things to be. Focus on what you imagine, and you delightfully stir yourself up to be the potential of your genius then. And I'll tell you this, never, ever again, just refuse to ever again regret something that you have not already done. The creative option is to live today with a perfect attitude and carry the life of today, the perfect attitude of this moment into your tomorrows. This is the way to live creatively. You get to experience every single new moment with the new expectant you. Now it's going to take meditation. You're going to have to set aside a place and a space for that. Take that 21 seconds. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to yesterday's podcast and listen to it. And meditate. Hold tight to your kinetic belief journal to not sink into the old thoughts and reactions. There'll be temptations to do that. Blamers will come up. Border bullies will come in and condemn you of something, but refuse to sink into those old thoughts and just and break away from those um, old habits. And you're going to need to let go of the past. And you're going to have to live every moment with a creative outlook. Because you are only presented with things that you need to experience to be the best form of yourself when you look within. And when those things are negative, because they are being measured from the ego, cast them down. Do it by not considering them as some kind of alternate possibility for yourself. Remain unwaveringly steadfast in the pursuit of you. Because there's no failure. Those are just choices that you would never make again. You're getting closer to your highest successful self every single time that you take the creative position to live creatively by embracing every new colorful stroke of fresh perspective that comes into your thoughts. Believe that you are all that matters because you are. This is your life. This is your sense of awareness. This is you being you. If you do that, then guess what? Everything else will fall in line with that. Isaac Asimov, scientist and author, he wrote that your assumptions are your windows on the world. Scrub them off every once in a while or the light won't come in. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. What? Highest viewpoints? Yes. You ready for that? I'm ready. <laughs> Let's say, do it. Say this out loud. Say, I have the wealth. I have the wealth. Of my creative imagination. Of my creative imagination. Money is flowing to me. Yes, money is flowing to me. It's flowing through me. It's flowing through me. There's more than enough. There is more than enough. So there's enough for my all. So there's enough for my all. I have what I believe. I have what I believe. According to me. According to me. I am wealth. I am wealth. I am health. I am health. I am life. I am life. I am joy. I am joy. I I am happiness. I am happiness. I am. I am. Therefore, I am. Therefore, I am. Beginning this very moment. Beginning this very moment. I no longer consider poverty. I no longer consider poverty. Or lack. Or lack. Sickness. Sickness. Brokenness. Brokenness. Or fear. Or fear. The great wealth of 
streaming rivers of abundance. <laughs> the great wealth of streaming rivers of abundance. Has found me. Has found and me. And why not? And why not? I've located it. I've located within it. Within this journey of understanding. Within this journey of understanding. And the wisdom. And the wisdom. Of all. Of all. Is within me. Is within me. Now. Now. Steve, you're so extra. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for a great podcast today. Why everything always works out for me. And I do know that to be true for you. I'm so excited about the weekend. Well, the I weekend is here. Yes, big Let's day tomorrow. Let's make the most of it. Big day tomorrow. Yeah, I, wishing all the KBs an awesome weekend full of inspiration and creativity mm. and, and adventures. Sending out much light and love to all you KB yeah. creatives all around the world. And thanks as usual, Steve, <laughs> for all the wisdom. Bye. <laughs>